It is Monday, December 18th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. You know, it's weird when we do these twice a week and the second one is on Wednesday. I feel like I haven't seen you in years. I... What's up, dude? I know. Well, I get to see you because you just work so much. You're you're sure. you're a hard worker, and you were doing some NFL stuff I this know. weekend. You crushed yeah. it. Thank you. So congratulations on that. Yeah, it was fun. Um, you know, listen, people who aren't used to hearing you in the play-by-play world, like hopefully this will help our views when it comes to the warehouse games. I tried to slide in a blitz ball reference or maybe a ball in play. I could have gotten something with forgotten rotten in there. But it just didn't work out, so that's okay. uh, that's on me. I'm okay with that. Yeah, you, you had a job to do, and the NFL's scary. I'm scared of the NFL, so you just yeah. make sure you you know you got it. Hey, who knew that Nick Mullins and Jake Browning were going to supply such dramatics? But it was great. It was really fun. The atmosphere was fantastic, and then you shouldn't have cut me. Yeah, I mean, okay. I I want to tell everybody about this. I know it's a baseball show, but it is important. So Jake Browning is a guy that was on the Vikings practice squad right out of the University of Washington in 2019-2020. They cut him at the end of camp in 2021. He's joined on with the Bengals, been there ever since. Great kid. Came into our meeting on Friday wearing his UW jersey, uh, sweatshirt, the whole bit. They're playing in the college playoffs. We talked to him about his time in Minnesota. He was like, I don't have one bad word to say about anybody there. He goes, in fact, the GMs knew, the coaches knew. There's a handful of players I'm obviously close with, but that's it. He goes, I, they gave me my first opportunity. They were amazing. And then uh, after the game, <laughs> he's going nuts into the camera like, fuck you. you get I was like, we didn't see this. Where was this? That's some adrenaline just coming into your body yeah. and just takes over. Just <laughs> say some stuff. All right, let's get on to the biggest story now that Otani has signed in the baseball world. And that is Yoshinobu Yamamoto. He reportedly has several $300 million offers on the table. We don't know exactly which teams, but we can pinpoint a few. Now, some of the reports that came out over the weekend. Bryce Harper FaceTimed him like, yo, dude, let's get this thing going. Obviously, we know about the Dodgers meeting with him with Shohei and Mookie and Freddie Freeman. The Yankees, he, apparently he requested a second meeting with them. He also had dinner at the home of Mets owner Steve Cohen. Do you think that somebody will pay a guy who has never played Major League Baseball 300 mil? Yeah, no, they're going to. There's already reports that there's offers of 300 million to him. So I, this he is playing this perfectly. perfectly. Oh, a second meeting. He's like, actually, I didn't really get to go to this restaurant I wanted to go to in New York. So let's do a meeting there. Like th this is exactly how you're supposed to approach free agency. Talk to a bunch of teams. Make them think. You're going to cozy up nicely with them. All the other guys are like, hey, I'm jealous. Why, why is he doing a second meeting with them? I want a second meeting. He's crushing this. He's going to get over $300 million. Now, is that insane? Kind of. It kind of is, see, Rosie, for being truly honest right here. Mm -hmm. A guy that's never pitched, not only in Major League Baseball, but just in professional baseball in America. Like, it's it's different. Uh, but his numbers in Japan are absolutely, absolutely insane. I actually didn't even really know the extent of how good he's been over there until I started digging into the numbers as we've gotten in his free agency. I mean, a one seven two ERA. And that does translate. You can, you, we have the technology now and the data now to say, okay, this guy's stuff is probably going to play here. You know, we, we can track his spin. We can track all these things. It's going to play. He's going to be a good pitcher. He's got a nasty, nasty splitter. He's got other off-speed pitch. They can throw for strikes. 
this guy's nuts. He's going to get over three hundred million dollars. Just depends on who he might get. He might approach four with the wow, teams okay. that are bidding. Chris, with the teams that are bidding on him, and that have already made offers, that's the biggest market teams, and this is exactly what you want in free agency. So, you know, maybe he's not going to get four hundred million, but he's going to get over three hundred million dollars. Which at the beginning of free agency, uh, when he posted, that was that number wasn't out there, and now it is, and it's not going to go down. So how many pitchers have received over $300 million deals? Isn't it just Garrett Cole? I think so, yeah. And Shohei. Well, sh- yeah, but we, we have to put him in his own It's category. nuts, see, Rosie. Yeah. It is nuts. But, you know, there is the history of pitchers coming over from Japan and doing the high-end guys doing yeah. exceptionally well here, right? Yeah. There haven't been many flops, right? Everything from Shohei, who obviously, once again, we put in his own category, to you, Darvish, Hideo Nomo, kind of the, the trailblazer, if you will, there. Um, Kenta Maeda's been great. Yeah, Kenta Maeda was awesome. Tanaka was phenomenal. You know, all of these guys have done exceptionally well. So, yeah. Dice K, who used to drive me nuts, by the way. Dice K, too, man. You faced Dice K? There's been a lot of them. That's awesome. Did you face Dice K? Yeah, of course. He drove me nuts. Now, he was the one dude I couldn't stand watching because it took him forever to throw a pitch. I mean, like, he would pitch, like, four and two-thirds, and you'd be two hours and 17 minutes into a game. I'd be like, this is no fun. Like, it would be over for him in today's game. Couldn't have him. But that's not what the discussion is. So I I, I will find it fascinating. I think it's been one of the – it's been a drawn-out storyline, but I think it is a fun one to hear all these little snippets of Harper FaceTiming, guys doing this. Like, I wonder what guys are going to send him for the holiday season. Shit. Don't you agree? Like, he's just done it, like, the perfect way. Nailed this thing. Unbelievable, dude. Nailed it. And so smart to go after Otani because now if you sign for $300 million, you can be like, why y'all think this is crazy? That dude over there signed for $400 million more. Don't point at me. So, And he's a short king, too, which I kind of love. Mm-hmm. Could got be that, fun. Got that 510 Pedro energy, man. Hey, uh, I am wearing an Arizona Diamondbacks hat because they were busy on Sunday. We didn't think that Loris Guriel was going to be returning to the desert, but he is three years, reportedly $42 million bucks. Uh, D-backs have shocked the world. They made the World Series last season. Does all of this feel legit, in your opinion, or is it kind of smoke and mirrors? You're going to hate my answer. I think it's somewhere in the middle. I really do. I think that um, they snuck into the playoffs last year. Them and the Marlins both won 84 games. They got into the playoffs and got hot. So, like, we know that they have the ability to compete with every single major league team. We have, we know they have the, the ability to get hot and to win baseball games. And they almost won the World Series. I mean, it was, it's, that part is legit, C. Rosie. But they got to get there. And um, I think I'll lean towards legit because of the experience. All those guys, they have the same team coming back. Mm-hmm. Basically the exact same team coming back. All that experience they got in the playoffs last year is incredible for the young guys. So now you got second year Corbin Carroll. You got, you know, Moreno who, you know, went off at the end of the year and, and had a, a good playoff run, more experience under his belt. You have fought who had the, you know, great postseason run there. That gives him encouragement and confidence going into the year. So I, I, I lean legit. I, I do lean legit. Do I think they're going to challenge the Dodgers for the NL West uh, crown? No. But I do think they can get into the playoffs. And if they get hot again, you know, we saw the back end of the bullpen show up big for them. Like all these guys are going to draw off of last year. So it might not be like the most 
household name filled roster and and people might look at it and say, oh, you know, here or there, whatever. This team got the experience necessary to take the next step. So I 100% could see the Diamondbacks this year take that next step and maybe be close to like a 91 baseball team, get into the playoffs, and then and then who knows? So I'll lean legit. I'll lean legit on this because I, I just like the way they're constructed. I think they have a good group of guys. Um, they mesh well together. You know, bringing Gurriel's back was good for them, I think. Um, you know, he played really well in left field last mm-hmm. year. They needed the right-handed bat in the outfield. Like, I think this team is going to set them. This is what I think. And then I'll let you talk. Sorry, I'm going. I, I think they're going to be in the hunt firmly come the trade deadline, and they're going to have some really fun decisions to make at that point. I agree with virtually everything you said. The difference between an 84-win season and a 90-win season per month is one win. That's it. Yeah. One more win. And we look at 90-win teams where you're like, damn, they had a 90-win season. You look at an 84-win team, you're like, ha, you were barely 500, dude. What a joke you were, right? It's interesting how the perspective changes based on one win per month. But that's exactly where we are with this team. I think something that's going to work in their favor, and it's the reason that I'm leaning toward more legit than smoke and mirrors, is because nobody is going to pick them to win the National League pennant. Nobody. Nobody's going to pick them to win their own freaking division. They finished 16 games behind the Dodgers a year ago, and now that they brought in Shoei and the Glass Now deal, which we'll talk about momentarily, nobody's going to pick them, even though no. they have spent the third most money of anybody in free agency this offseason. They made a really interesting trade to get Eugenio Suarez as the third baseman now down there from Seattle. But everybody's going to still pick the Dodgers, the Braves, the Phillies, and maybe even the Mets, depending on what they do this year, just because. Maybe the Cubs, depending on who they bring in. They're not going to pick the Diamondbacks. Nobody's interested in the Diamondbacks. So I think they're sitting in a great spot. Here's another reason to believe it's more legit, and I love this quote. It's from the managing general partner, Ken Kendrick. He said, we'd mm-hmm. like to think we can have greater revenue streams going into next season when more people want to come and watch our team play, and we're yes. going to reinvest. He's saying yeah, they're going to have the that. highest highest payroll uh, they've ever had. He wouldn't go into specifics, but like they're, I think we're seeing this Diamondbacks team that's going to compete for many years to come. And, and this was just a little taste of it last year. When teams are slashing and slashing budget left and right and the the TV deals, let's remember, it was the Padres and the Diamondbacks whose TV deals were the first ones to go. They have not used that as an excuse where a lot of teams have. They're saying we are going to step on the accelerator because we saw what sort of enthusiasm and how happy this community was that the Diamondbacks, they got back in in the good graces of the town, and they were something you could latch on to. Like, listen, let's be honest here. Phoenix is one of those baseball communities where you root for other teams. People go retire out there, and they come from New York, or they'll come from Michigan, or they'll you know, wherever they move from to go enjoy their last days in the sun, and they bring their allegiances with them. They don't, they're not like the Diamondbacks. Like, who are them? So they're, they fight that battle a lot like the Florida teams do. But this is really nice, and I hope that they continue to have a groundswell of enthusiasm. They've done it right, yeah. in my opinion. Good job. This one, again, is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. All I want for the holidays this year is some NBA action. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for putting 5 bucks, an instant dub just for you, a layup, if you will, a slam dunk. 
And all you need to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code baseball today. New customers can get 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code baseball today. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash basketball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Let's get to the glass now trade along with Margot for Pepio and DeLuca. And Glass ends up getting extension when you tack on the one for 25 that he already had. He gets another four years, and it ends up being five years, $136.5 million. How much does Tyler Glass now now have to prove that he is truly in the spotlight? I struggle with this one, too. I, I think he has a lot to prove, to be honest with you. I mean, he's his stuff is there. We talk about it all the time. Like He has elite stuff when he's on the field, and that's kind of been the M.O. is, you know, can we count on him for innings? And it's been 100, 120 last year was his career high. Huh. So I think the Dodgers are kind of the perfect team for him where they know they're going to be in the playoffs. So you kind of just have to keep him healthy for the playoffs. That's what they're thinking. And huh. at that point, that's – the ultimate got to prove it, especially when you're in L.A. now. They don't care about the regular season. They don't care about any more NL West championships. They care about winning in the playoffs. So it's a different feeling going from Tampa, who is like, yeah, you know, when we get to the playoffs, if we're like the surprise team almost every year, even though we're not a surprise at all. But like there's the expectations aren't there like the way they are I mean, within the organization. Yes. But like fan base and general, you know, baseball is that guys, the expectations of the Dodgers are extremely different. It's world series or bust every single year, especially over the last, you know, decade. So he has a lot to prove, I guess. I just answered my own question. I was middle, but he's got a lot to prove because he's got to go do it in the playoffs with a team that's expected to win, not a team that's like, Oh, well, if they win, great. The Dodgers are expecting him to step up. And right now, the rotation is, I mean, it's its shaky at best. Like, they got a lot of guys coming off injury. They got young guys. There's not a lot of track record there. So hes they're bringing him in to be an answer to that or to one of a part of the answer to that. He's going to have to do it on the biggest stage, and he has to do it in the playoffs. I think that's the main thing. He's got to go in there and help them win a World Series. That's that's the expectation now for Tyler Glass now. I think he's up to it. It's a great dude, great head on his shoulders, has all the talent in the world, but let's stay healthy and let's do it in October. Nailed it. Again, listen, uh, and a lot of people have been asking me, when is he going to come on the rotation? We're going to have that happen shortly, you know, Schedules have been a little wacky. I wanted him to kind of settle in and get make it official and get his extension and deal with that. This is a lot of shit that's flying around him, but I think that's going to happen real soon. And so we're going to have an open and honest discussion, and this is going to be one of the questions because he's a guy who answers everything, truthfully. Yeah. Um, he knows it. He knows it. Up until this year, meaning 2024, Glass now has always been like the what-if guy. What if he stays healthy? What if he can find his control in the playoffs? 
with the ability to look back and say, well, okay, he's only getting paid $5 million this year. Like, what should we really expect? This isn't a guy who has a big deal attached to him. Now he does. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, all of a sudden the narrative can shift. His postseason numbers are not good. He's had good starts, but overall they're not good, in part because he gets too wild. He just does. And that's part of his game, man, that big hammer that he's trying to drop and, you know, what, breaking ball? Goodness sakes. Clean up your brain. What? They don't call curveball I mean, a hammer? I do. I call other things a hammer, too, and I assume that's true for Tyler. <laughs> Just guessing if it's proportion. He's six foot eight Adonis. So, yeah, I mean, and by the way, he's not going to run from this. No, either. no, no. This guy loves challenges. He's so he's so refreshing. It's why people love listening to him on the rotation. And, um, yeah, there's pressure on him. No two ways about it. We're not breaking any news here. We talked a little bit on Talking Baseball about this, and we're like, was it the best day ever for Tyler Glass now? Oh, I got traded back to my hometown, the Dodgers, who are going to be mm-hmm. in a competitive window the entire time I'm there. I'm playing with Shohei Otani, and not to mention the other superstars I'm with. Uh, but the conditions of the trade are, I have to sign an extension? All the leverages? Like, what kind of yeah. present is that? Like, that's amazing. Like, but if you've listened to him on the rotation, it's been so interesting <laughs> because he just doesn't, Maybe maybe he's been lying to me, but I don't think so. He really just kind of handles life in a very carefree way. Yes. He loves to go travel with his girlfriend. He loves he loved living in in uh, Tampa, St. Pete area. He just loved Beautiful it. He lo- yeah, he just enjoys everything. He doesn't bitch about stuff. He doesn't complain. He just goes with it. So I mean, yeah, I think he loves coming back to his hometown. His parents don't live here anymore, but. You know, it's obviously close from where Come they hang, live. Come bro. Me and yeah, C. Rosie will we'll take you what out. What do you think? I already told we'll him. I said, I said, by the way, you've got a spare room. Ceilings are enormously high in this house, so you're yeah. good to go. You're taken care of. Yeah. And the bar is stocked. So, already. With some matcha. Uh, Max Scherzer, out until midseason following back surgery. Future Hall of Famer is actually going to be 40 next season. Feels like he's been constantly battling the injury bug over the last couple of seasons. Can Texas truly count on him as a consistent part of their rotation in 2024? I mean, no. You can't. <laughs> what do you mean consistent? Like, obviously not. He's not coming back to midseason. They have, and that's the problem they're going to have to deal with. Well, what, three dudes? DeGrom, him, and Malley? Yeah, so, so I'm talking about that. At the end of the year. Like, yeah, like, is he a guy where you could say, well, as long as we have him for our playoff run, or is there going to be that but he really hasn't. That's, been that's there. best case scenario. So I think you know it's it's there is that aspect. You can convince yourself that okay, who cares? Like let's make sure he's healthy. Let him come back. But this is unlike a the back is to me always a little bit different. And as a guy who suffers from back problems, I'm sure you would agree. It's oh yeah, you, you can't move without moving your back. And it's you if you have problems like this, they tried to rehab it. They did a bunch of different things. Finally had to have the surgery on it. I mean. It, it, I'm not 40 yet, but I'm up there, and it does take a little bit longer to recover. Things don't just heal up right away, and you can't just go back to being your old self. So uh, I'm praying and hoping that, yeah, he, he'll be able to be there for August and, and September, then into the playoffs. That's They need that, um, but I'm not confident necessarily in that uh, at all, to be honest with you, C. Rosie. No, and I don't know exactly where the whole Molly and um, DeGrom thing fits in here. Right. I mean, DeGrom 
ended up having surgery. When did he end up having surgery? June. It was the middle of last, yeah, June. So what does that put him at? I mean, for a guy who's had this twice now and is in his mid to late 30s, you're hoping uh, it gets back by August or something? September. I mean, typically it's 18 months, but they're, you know, they're going to push it a little bit. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, C. Rosie. It just feels like they're really trying to piece this together without having much of a blueprint. You know, and, and you're also hearing about, for them, with the television woes. that it's part of the reason they might not be in the whole Jordan Montgomery sweepstakes to bring him back. It's like the reason they ended up winning the freaking World Series was because all that shit came together. And there's just too much if. What if with this team? And Scherzer's leading that now. But they didn't have Scherzer. I mean, they, they took him out of a World Series game, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, like, they didn't have him. They didn't have DeGrom. They didn't have Malley. And they still won the World Series. So, I mean, I think they're still in a very good spot organizationally. But, you know, speaking on those guys specifically, like, I, I, if I'm a Rangers fan, in my mind, I don't count any of those dudes to provide anything for mm. me next year. I know, I know that's extreme, but that's how I would approach it. Anything will be a bonus. I'm not saying they're not going to pitch at all. I think Scherzer's going to pitch next year, but... In my mind, I would just really discount it, and I think the organization kind of has to take that approach as well. Like, let's make sure we have some depth here uh, to get us to eat those innings because we have to get there, you know, without these guys, and then we'll see what they give us. Um, I, I'd expect them to be, you know, they have some guys in the rotation that are ready to go, but I expect them to be either a signing some depth pieces for you know cheaper money in the offseason, or b uh, having to stock up again like they did this year at the trade deadline. Yeah. I think that's the way it goes. I think that's the way it goes. And I hope he bounces back, but man. Me too. Back problems at 40. Bleh, I can tell you it just sucks. Yeah. And I'm not exactly the most pristine athlete around, so maybe Max and I are a little different, but I, I don't bet. think so. The tenacity is the same, so you really Yeah, that's true. That. that is yeah. true. That is true. All right, last thing before we get out of here. Um, Jung-Hoo Lee, we talked about it, signed a nine-figure deal with the San Francisco Giants. But he has won the offseason. His introductory press conference out in San Francisco was something that every player should watch, listen, and enjoy. Hello, Giants. My name is Jung Hoo Lee, grandson of the wind from Korea. Special thank you, my lawyer, Skapuras. My lawyer? I always have loved the Bay area. I am here to win. Let's go, Giants. <laughs> Thank you. Handsome. 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 That's the best part when he puts the Giants jersey with the hat on for the first time and goes, handsome? Handsome? I mean, I was already rooting for the guy because I think I think anybody that has the courage, people say, well, hold on, they're giving him nine figures. I'd have courage to go anywhere in the country or in the world even if I couldn't speak the language and never dealt with the culture a whole bit, it takes courage to come out of your comfort zone. So I always root for guys that come over here. But now, once I heard the personality, I'm like, I'm fully invested. I am too. We, uh, he's got an interesting skill set, like on-base guy, doesn't hit the ball in the air a lot, can go really play center field, which I think that will help the Giants out a lot. Uh, and to me, like that whole combination, like funny personality, good in the clubhouse, great like defensive player, like that all kind of plays exactly what the Giants need. Um, the bat, I'm curious about. I, I, I wanna, I wanna see how it's gonna translate. He had a really, really high ground ball rate, uh, and typically that's not what 
we're, we've been doing in Major League yeah. Baseball over the last couple of years. Maybe it's changing because of some of the new rules and the stolen bases. Uh, but yeah, I'm also rooting for him. That was hilarious. I love the orange tie to match the mm-hmm. jersey. That, I thought that was actually like a little over the top, but it worked because his personality seems like it's over the top. So I like it. I, I love like it. He called when... Scott Boris his lawyer too. Love that, that was very funny. Love that was that. very funny. Um, I love guys that, like I said, come over here and just light it up personality-wise because it is so difficult. We see guys just kind of oh, yeah. hanging out with their translators, but dudes who can assimilate in the clubhouse and give it a shot, I imagine that goes miles. You said you played with somebody from Korea, right? Young Ho Park came over. Yeah. I was he total opposite type of player uh than Lee. He was awesome. I'm talking personality wise. Uh much more reserved. Yeah. But fun. Like we I had a good relationship with him and we we would hang outside of the field as well. Uh but quiet and reserved. Uh not like that at all. Yeah. But some nice. of the some of the like most real pop I've ever seen in a bat was Byung-ho Park. I mean, the guy I always think about personality-wise who came from the Far East, uh, Kawasaki, yeah. the guy who used to do all the big stretches and was just hilarious. He came on Intentional Talk a ton. He would come on with his little translator book. His book. I, I remember the, the book. Dude, he did the full interview by himself. No translator and phenomenal. Yeah, just he's awesome. First time he came on, he came on with D-Row. When D-Row was up in Toronto as a player, he's <laughs> like, Rosie Mala, I'm telling you, this guy is hilarious. So he brought him <laughs> on, and he helped him out the first time. And after that, dude came on by himself. Monkeys like, never cramp. That's, that's his mon- famous line. Monkeys never cramp. <laughs> that's so a great funny. one. All right, we're back at it again later in the week. Uh, we'll be keeping our eye so much on the free agent movement, the Yamamoto, uh, Blake Snell, we're still waiting for Cody Bellinger, who reportedly wants 200 mil. So do I not going to get it. Uh, you might, you might good looking dude. Yeah. No, uh, we're back at it later, the, later in the week. We think Thursday is probably the day we'll dial it in unless something big happens before that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. For our one of a kind producer, Dan Roar, the uber talented, and well-quaffed Trevor Plouffe today. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Thursday on Baseball Today.